it's here. Peloton's best offer of the season. Get up to $300 off accessories when you purchase a Peloton tread. Choose from accessories like a heart rate monitor, non-slip grip dumbbells, yoga blocks, and more. If you've been looking for a sign to join Peloton, this offer gives you everything you need to get going. Hurry, Peloton's best offer of the season is here, but not for long. Visit OnePeloton.com to learn more. All access memberships separate. Limited time offer cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com. I promise, this, this time it's for real, Christine. This time, or this is for real. This time I mean it. Are you sure? I'm uh, totally starting the show, and I, I can't figure out how to work the lyrics into something like like that i was i was waiting for it i was like maybe he's got something no no not nothing at nothing at all there's there's really no you you can only do so much with that yeah you you know anyways uh good morning everyone welcome to the daily cup of genre the show where i'm not cracking open a beer nine o'clock in the morning i swear it's a dr pepper it's the daily can of dr pepper the daily cod on the daily cod brought to you by, by grow generation where the pros go to grow uh lrm online and the uh lrm online genreverse uh podcast now network guys available on youtube wherever you guys get your podcast from uh lrmonline.com is the uh website genreverse.com will take take you there as well our podcast pages are being being worked on i've told you guys that and whenever we launch them you'll be the first first to know if you're you know have john genreverse.com bookmark uh yeah yeah i'm kyle malone that's christine malone and we have got a good fun show lined up for you guys t- today what's up babe? and this is saris and that that um, is saris victoria um i'm fine i guess she's demanding so of course i have to touch her otherwise she's gonna get into stuff yeah that's how cats are um today we will actually have a guest uh a little bit later on in the show probably about 10 minutes or or so we'll be talking to to aaron abelto about the movie uh uh iron temple which was a very cool uh documentary about a a great guy tony torres that uh got caught up in a in a, a crappy situation uh had to uh, serve some serve some time and yeah man it's just a really cool cool story about about a dude that actually stripped as Sp- Spider Man and the and the mask like I'm and Zor Zora yeah, which brought up a funny. whole conversation about how badly we we need a a new Zoro movie with uh, Banderas in in the Hopkins role from the the nineties films you, you yeah. know uh, which was always weird Anthony Hopkins but anyways uh, <laughs> uh, yeah I did want to bring up one story before we we get into that though and uh, that are some of these Go- Ghostbusters Afterlife re- reviews okay um, you and I both are not necessarily the most ex- excited for the film uh not that it's like oh we want to see you know 2016 or or anything like that no no we're nervous because we don't really care to watch 12 12 year olds bust ghosts you you know so i've i've talked about it in that sense several times uh but brian uh turned me on to the fact that there are some uh reviews out there where where people are basically spending most of their time complaining about how this complaining about how this movie ignores 2016 mm. and they spend all of their time on on that right so <clears throat> excuse me trying not to choke here like this this person's uh uh you know critic career should 
uh, Charles Bromesco from The Guardian, a one out of five. Do you know how rare it is for a movie to actually get a one one out of five? Uh, to, I don't know. Do you have statistics for that? Believe it or not, even some of the worst move, movies, critics don't generally give a one, one out of five unless it's just like absolute because they'll try to find something because other pe- yeah. people's names are attached to it. It's not just mm. the d- director or, or particular uh, uh, writer or a- actor, actress. Uh, Jason, this is the t- tagline for for those that are not on watching us on on YouTube. Ghostbusters Afterlife review a slimy, stinking corpse of a sequel. Uh, Jason Reitman takes over his father's franchise and he me- immediately tanks it with a tonally misjudged blend of pandering fan service and bizarrely played straight spectacle. So you you mean kind of like what the the movie the original movie was? You know, straight laced spectacle like this shit just. Happens. Hmm. Uh, this is the big thing that really p- pissed me off, and and throughout this and, and plenty of others, they're they're constantly t- talking about 2016. But uh, consider the casual cowardice of a script that uses its own mythology to subtly erase 2016's all gals reboot from the canon. Well, motherfucker, what was your name again? I'm I'm sorry. I I really got to call you out, Charles. Char- Charles but if it's a reboot, it has its own fucking canon. Do you not get that? It just, it does. So so this isn't erasing 2016 from the canon. If they want to continue 2016's story, they absolutely can. And if you got your head out of your ass long enough to actually review this movie and not bitch moan and complain about the fact that not enough people were appealed to by the 2016 film, and you actually reviewed this movie like a like a professional, maybe you would understand that 2016 isn't fucking canon to the goddamn original storyline. So fuck you, Charles. You can you can at me. I don't give a fuck. That that's ir- irresponsible and shitty fucking critic behavior right there. Um, Damn. Yeah. yeah <laughs> uh, it. And 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 he goes on. Uh, uh, giving the rage choked trolls carpet bombing IMDb with zero star ratings. The the vindication they've always craved. Motherfucker, what are you do- doing? What are you do- doing? What are you doing, Charles? Uh, I'm listening. Kyle M at lrmonline.com at that Kyle Malone on t- Twitter. You you want some uh, lessons on how to how to be a, a fucking critic? Write write me, Christine. Do you, do you have anything to say about that? I mean, that's just stu- stupid, isn't it? He's an idiot. There's, <laughs> he's he's an idiot. I, just some of the things that that people say confuse the hell out of me. And and yeah, that is one of them. Like, uh, I don't know, just. What's wrong with you? Was it like a bad day or something when you wrote this and you just just woke up on the wrong side of the bed and you just couldn't have a, a little something that you enjoyed? It was just it was all hate. Nothing nothing good. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Look, he even insults the 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 pe- pe- uh, the message is clear as are its in- intended recipients. There's nothing more powerful, important or cool than than being a nerd. Yeah, g- guess what? But what bud? was the movie about to begin with? You think it was like a like a bunch of like athletes or something or you know like a something politicians? No, you had some scientists, you know, and they fought ghosts. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. 
It's all sciencey. <laughs> look, look. I will admit he is he is right on on one thing. There is nothing more powerful than being a ner- nerd right now. Because guess guess who's making all the movies? Guess who's starting to run studios? Look at Ke- Kevin Feige for 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 example. Look at who's ru- running all the big tech companies and and your your uh, multi billionaires are all now fucking ge- geeks, Charles. Like, dude, dude, I, I don't know how old, old you are. I, I don't give a fuck, honestly. But I, I do know this, this that entertainment is a wide, wide varying uh, uh, format. And mm-hmm. you you as a as a critic are supposed to be able to b- break things down and, and look at them in in comparative gr- groups of, of movies when you're breaking down. OK, how were how are th- things filmed how our lines d- delivered because even a cra- crappy line can be delivered well and a really g- great line can be d- delivered really crappy so if you're going to review a, a movie that's the type of shit you're supposed to be be talking about not bitching and mo- moaning and com- complaining about uh uh about um how much you're you're pissed that your movie didn't have enough fans to to fucking support it and that's the that's the truth right right there ladies mm-hmm. and gentle, gentlemen when it comes to when it comes to business entertainment is a is a business first okay and when it comes to that that business i'm going to get out of rotten tomatoes cuz we're going to end up getting our guest on here sh- shortly after this but but when it comes to business the only thing that ma- matters is making money okay for for the business now, all the creators, yeah, Paul Fag and and uh, and crew and the cast and all of them, they weren't necessarily just do- doing it for for the paycheck. But guess what? If you don't make something that it appeals to a broad enough audience, and no one kept anyone from seeing that movie, mm. Christine, you're a you're a fe- female. I did not put a seed in your your mind or. Anything. No, you don't. You don't influence me at all. How did you feel about even that trailer? Didn't like it. So. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. It is, it is what it is, ladies and gentlemen. We we have to uh, deal with this type type of crap, and and I I really just hope that some of these critics will you know uh, chill out, get over the themselves, and and re- realize that no no one kept anyone. From seeing Ghostbusters 2016, any more than anyone kept anyone from watching. Hell, I tried um, to make it a drinking Charlie's game, Angels. and it was like the worst drinking game ever. The 2016 <laughs> Ghostbusters. Yeah. I was like, hey, let me try this. Yeah. No, I was miserable the whole time. I don't want to be miserable and drunk. You know, it's like that's not what I wanted. I wanted it to be kind of funny, and it just did not work. Yeah, I can, I can, I can relate to that. So we're gonna go ahead and put on our headphones because we're expecting our guest pretty much at a, any any time now. And I am incredibly loud. Do you need volume down or? I don't know. Do I need volume down? No, I sound good. Do, I, do you sound? Are you sound good in my ears? Do, you, do I sound all right? right yeah. In yours? Okay. Cool. Yeah, you good. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll bring over the rotten t- tomatoes stuff uh, again real quick and and just take a look at some of the stuff being said you, you know a lot of people are everyone's trying their hardest to make it work and oh and there's our guest so let me uh back out of that and bring over my zoom window and someday it'll Hello? come up hey Hello. there aaron hey going, bud? what's up can you see me uh no, all I've got right right now is a picture of of you. And there you go. There we go. Now oh. we can see you. <laughs> going? It's good. It's good. It's good. Um, sorry for being late. Well, no, 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 you're, no, you're fine. You're right on time, actually. Uh, 
Welcome to the Daily Cup of Genre. It's uh, LRM Online's uh, daily podcast, usually daily. I'm Kyle, and this is my wife, Christine. Hi. Uh, And everyone everyone out there, this is Aaron. Uh, I do have a slight stutter, so I apologize, but Abelto? Is that how you say it? Yes, yes, yes. There we go. Uh, And you uh, are uh, promoting and and, uh, touring and... and, uh, with your your latest movie, a really cool b- blend of of uh, film uh, and uh, documentary footage uh, about Tony Torres, a uh, bodybuilder uh, who you know got into a little bit of uh, trouble trying to help a help a friend, trying to li- live by a, a set of va- values that he had. Went p- paid his time and got got out and continued moving on. And it's a really really cool mo- movie. Uh, and it's a pleasure to have you on here to chit chat about that and some some other things because I got I got some we- weird questions for you, man. I hope I hope you're ready. <laughs> of course, of course, I'm always ready, man. That's the cool part about this, man. Thank you for having me on. Oh, th- thank thanks you. for being here. Yeah. Um. So yeah, to, just you know, to do to do the nor- normal uh uh business side of things, we watched the movie, really enjoyed it. I I need to get Tony Tony's contact info. I got to get. <laughs> stories about superhero strip shows like that's got got i need more, more of that uh, what what brought you on to this this project man what really drew you to tony and and that story so it all it all started about last year i was um i was actually i did my first uh, ever documentary last year called the power of power. movement and uh with that what that one was it's about um this doctor who's helping heal his patients um with cancer and mental illness. And um, yeah, that was, that was what, what was cool about it is we actually was up for an Oscar last year with that film. And um, that's what drew me to um, Iron Temple because during that time I had um, lost my, my, my father to actually cancer. And what, <laughs> oh, thank you. It's not, I know it's, 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 it's a crazy thing, but um, yeah. So what happened is um, during the Oscar campaign, one of my friends contacted me and she was like, I go to this gym and this guy has such a cool story. I think you should do a documentary about it. And I was like, okay, why not? I wasn't doing anything besides the Oscar run. So I went down and I met him and he told me his whole story. And I was like, wow, this is, this is really cool. So at, at first it started off as a short film. It was really going to just be a short film. I was just going to submit it to festivals. And, you know, I really wanted to, to home in on that. And as we started filming and doing the interviews, I came home, I started editing and putting everything together. I said, man, five minutes went by, 10 minutes went by, 20 minutes went by. And I said, wait a minute, I haven't even told the story yet. So like, I was like, you know what? I think I could turn this into a feature and you know, we're here today. Nice, nice. Uh, he's, he's a really like open guy. It's, it's gotta be really refreshing to, to work with with open book books like that it i mean is it is it not yeah it is what what what, what's cool about tony that i enjoyed the whole project was he he was similar to myself in where when you want to do something he's like i'm gonna do it like let's do it like there's no there's no boundary like i say let's go climb a building all right let's go do it you know let's do that crazy things and it was like all right let's do it you know and that, that was what was so easy about working with him and just telling his story. And again, you know, he's in the film also. I, I told him, I said, you know, like, why don't you play yourself? You know, he's like, do you mind going back and feeling all that emotion? 
emotion. And when you see it, you'll actually see the emotion he had doing it. So. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it was great. Um, we we have to I mention the the uh, superhero you know part of his story is me, meeting a male strip stripper where he's kind of assisting him and he he turns in out to you know have a bit of a fan base and Christine and I were just floored with with the mask get up like that yeah that was funny <laughs> that was that was great um what what is it in because when when you look at bodybuilders and uh, I was I was in. I was in the army uh, for 17 years and uh, knew a couple of a- amateur bodybuilders that that did it through through there. And of course, fitness is a is a big deal. But man, there are so many cool stories in in that world. You think of a uh, pain and gain from a few years ago with well, Wal Wahlberg. Wahlberg had a p- picture with Tony and stuff. But do did you get to see more into that kind of a bodybuilding universe over there while making this talking to, to some of the people at his gym? Like the, these seem like such great people with, with just the Hello? craziest stories. Oh, can you not hear me anymore, sir? Uh Oh, did we right. lose audio? You hear me? Yes, I can. Oh, okay. Sorry about okay. that. I guess my Bluetooth went out. Yeah. Oh no. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I was just, sorry. Technology. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh I was just kind of uh asking about about uh the other types of uh uh interactions with with that bodybuilding universe. Like they have such u- unique crazy stories from just life. Like I mentioned, you know, Pain and Gain brought up and then Tony Torres's own personal story is a crazy one one man. Like they're just everyday day people. What was it like kind of getting in- involved in that? Um, it was actually pretty cool because um, I learned a lot about preparation and what you you have to go through. And and the interesting part is that um, my friend Natalie, who's in the film, also you see her preparation as she mm-hmm. through her um, her she was trying to compete. So you see the the how it works and the downfalls and the pitfalls that you have to go through. So it was something interesting. And it's funny, even Tony during that whole process. He actually told me, he was like, look, man, I, I mean, I work out, I, you know, I get in shape and stuff. But he's like, look, I want to get you in the, in the best shape of your life. So he put me on a regimen and had me cool. and then back and forth. And I'm like, yeah, like there's a whole difference from when I when I was in the film to now and to even going on. And I, and I have a much better respect for the the work that they put in and, and the grind and everything that they do so it really taught me that you know that every everyone has a story to tell i mean there was yeah. one guy that that's in there that was uh he competed in a mr olympia um competition and and all that so it, it just gave me a better understanding and respect for for that for that um for those individuals yeah uh, I like the burger scene. I'm a big fan of burgers. Uh, that was fun. And, uh, I know a lot go, goes into the the pre pre show to make make sure the body's you know uh, looking appropriate uh, for for that event and what whatnot. But that's kind of one of the f- first weird questions I, I gotta a- ask you because you're you're out there tra- traveling. You're you're down in in Flor- Florida and stuff like that. That that burger was killer. What, what, what is your like guilty pleasure food, man? Like, what is it that, that, you know, Tony would like knock you, knock out of your hands for you eating? (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Oh man. So my guilty pleasure, um, I have a couple of them. Go go ahead. Definitely burnt pizza, you know, pizza burgers are definitely one and ice cream, you know, like that right there is just, but then 
those that those are you know the main thing but i guess because um my parents are from the the caribbean islands mm-hmm. i had i couldn't eat caribbean food anymore because it mm. like it was like oh my god but w- one thing i could say it's it's most people individuals would think that it's uh it's a re- it's restrictive but it's really not really what i've learned from the whole preparation and 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 going through what these individuals do is it, it gives you a sense of what's the word I'm looking for? Like, um, where you, you, you have to, I'm trying to think of the word here. I'm coming, coming up blank here. This is crazy. Oh, this is funny. I, told you, uh, I, some weird ones. I know this is, a, this is a really good question. I like this. <laughs> this is the first one I got. Um, yeah, it just gives you a sense of prepared, being prepared. You know, you don't, it, it gives you, you're able to say, okay, you know what? I can substitute this for something else. And, and it, it really, how to actually eat, you know, not to restrict yourself, but to have yourself on a plan. And that that's basically what I learned from it. And, you know, like, yeah, one of these days I'll say, Hey, Tony, can I, can I have a, a burger? Like it, it, a small little story here. We, we sure. were filming, we went to um, Idaho one time to film a little bit. And the crazy thing about going to Idaho was um, we, we would go to a restaurant. He's like, and I'm like, man, I really want to get this. He's like, all right, go ahead, get it. And I'm like, wait, that was too easy. Why, why? <laughs> What's but later on, when we hit the gym, you're going to work harder. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. Ooh, I don't want to work that hard today. So yeah. it's pretty interesting. I know getting, uh, Christine, you've, you have uh, done the, this a, a lot. That Just that fir- first step of actually working out, just to actually start it. And not just that first day, because everyone can make the, the first day, but actually w- waking up the second day making uh, it a habit yeah exactly exactly um that that's always kind of one of the hard hard parts of, of working out i had it lucky i had a big yelling person at me you know demanding i'm there at 6 30 in, in the morning standing at attention uh but not every not everyone uh is lucky enough to to get that but yeah. to your point about the food and one thing she has had to deal with with developing uh food allergies is like you said, it doesn't really li- limit it. It kind of encourages you to bro- broaden your palate. Yeah, find other ways. Because I know for, for me, um, like having ice cream in the house, I can eat a whole pint in one sitting. I'm like, wait, it's all gone? Uh, I wasn't done. I want more. Yeah, me too. <laughs> so it's like, yeah, it's like you have to get rid of it and, and try to find a, another way around that can, you know, tickle the brain where it's enjoyable so like I know with like working out it's you know you can you can find really good foods and then after a while you just don't miss it. So do you do you feel that way sometimes where it's like some of the foods that you used to eat a lot you haven't touched in a while and it's like I don't I don't need it. Yeah, yeah, I do. It taught me it taught me like I said the whole the whole experience taught me that to value myself even more. You know, it's like okay, yeah, I can have that. But do I really need it and, and- you know, it's funny, like, I, I look at it as, like, you know, I look at a couple of my family members, you know, and, and, you know, obviously, they're from the islands and stuff. And what I what I've, you know, like, everybody eats like everything. It's like, oh, we'll just eat this. But I, I thought to myself, I'm like, you know what, at this point in my life, I want to eat healthy and, and I want to live, you know, live longer and don't have to worry about any of those, you know, major things like heart disease or, or any, anything you know that that people look at and, and i want to take care of myself even even better now and you know not saying that i didn't do before but it but doing this whole experience it just taught me even more um resistance and, and control more so control you know i can control what i have like i'll go out to 
with some of my friends who will go watch a game somewhere and they're all eating like uh, chicken wings and French fries. And I'm like, I'll take a Caesar salad, no dressing, a little bit of grilled chicken and, and I'm good. No croutons. Yeah. <laughs> I, my, my last deployment to Afghanistan was in uh, 20, 2013. Um, and uh, I managed to get in the, the, the best shape I'd ever been in better better than basic training i was actually uh competing for uh competition boards where you're showing off your army ex expertise and and pt uh knowledge shooting uh all all of that and i got down to 172 pounds uh but i was lean muscle uh it was it was crazy eating nothing but like chicken and rice for lunch, getting a little bit extra, you know, dairy and proteins at, at, at din dinner, breakfast being really high on carbs and like all that st stuff goes into, into it. And then, uh, you can lose it so quickly. <laughs> yeah, it's true. That's true. That's true. Have a, have a kid and it's got gone. Dad, dad bought his back six months after. <laughs> <laughs> no, I get um, it. Yeah. Well, actually, I want to say something before before we go sure. on here. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you for your service, and oh, um, I guess thank you. Veterans Day, I think it is today. Yes, yes, yes it thank, is. Thank you so so much. I pre I appreciate that. that. You're my yeah. hero. <laughs> oh. Well, thank 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 you. Um, you know, one of the things that is obviously noticeable in the movie is right there at the beginning, uh, October 2020, Halloween, best time of year. Um. Filming in Florida, of course, very, very different than filming in, in California in 2020. I'm, sh I'm sure. Um, with with all your your travels for for supporting the the mo movie, uh, I know you got the uh, Oscar run for uh, Power Power of Movement, and this is also shopping for Oscar no nomination, if I'm not mistaken, right? Awesome, awesome. We're, we're up for we're up for the the an awards the awards season. It's so weird how you word all that stuff these days. But yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to. to uh, but yeah, uh, up for award award season. That that's a great 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 way to phrase it. What what is it? Uh, what are you experiencing out, out there, man? Doing these kind of uh uh, uh junkets and and uh, press event, events, pushing this move. Whether you're on Zoom or or travel, how how are How's the industry do, doing, man? How do you feel about it? Um, the in, it's so what I what I think about the the industry right now is pretty cool because um, it, it was funny. Like a lot of individuals, a lot of my friends used to say, like you have to go to Los Angeles or New York or even Chicago to kind of make it. But more so in in Los Angeles, you have to go out there to make it there. And the industry has changed so much because obviously we're in the digital age, and that's what I love about the digital age because. I used to live in Los Angeles about a year, two years ago, two years ago, I used to live out there. I used to live in Culver city and mm. I went out there realistically to work and to learn. And then while I was out there, I said to myself, man, I'm doing the same stuff that I'm doing out in Miami, but it's just more expensive. And there's just, more yeah. so I said, you know what, let me come back home. My mom wanted me to come back home. So I came back home and I said, man, you know what, if I, if I could do it out, if, if we can do it out there, I can do it here too. And that's what I was able to do. And even like all the, the things that we've been able to accomplish, because this is my third feature film. My first film was called uh, I Before Thee, which is a, mm -hmm. a narrative, a drama, drama, narrative, thriller, and then the power of movement, which I came back to finish um, here. And then I, Iron Temple, the same thing. And what's so cool about like the media stuff we were talking about is that look how we're talking, like mm -hmm. really we're, we're talking on a computer in my studio right here. And 
it's so the accessibility is what's great about it. I love the fact that we're all accessible to each other now, because um, even, even when I did, like I was doing the the press tour for the film, we had an LA release um, October 8th at uh, Santa Monica, Santa Monica and Lemley theaters. And when we were doing that, I had to do press for that. You know, I was on um, me and Tony was on a, uh, a morning show that filmed. And, you know, obviously we went to the studio because it was not far, but then I, everything else I've been doing through zoom or um, what's that called again, the other, Skype and yeah, mm-hmm. a whole bunch of stuff. And, and I think the accessibility is great. I know it's tough right now because of COVID and I would love to be in the studio with you, mm. your wife, it'd be much fun. Yeah. Um, you know, the digital age is, is the new age and that's the great accessibility about it. Like I, I love that fact that we could be here and I can be across the world and we'll be talking to each other. Absolutely. Uh, you know, staying with the in- industry a bit. Uh, what are you watching, man? Like, what is, what do you what do you watch for for enjoy- enjoyment? I don't know necessarily need you to like th- throw anyone under a bus or or not have a friend. You're not watching what I what I do do, but you know what mo- movies are cu- coming up. You're excited to go go check out. We were just talking about some uh, Ghostb- Ghostbusters Afterlife reviewers who. I don't think we're necessarily reviewing that movie more like complaining about a movie that didn't get made, but you know, what are are you watching or what are you looking forward to watch? Wow. You know, that that's, that's an interesting question because, um, and I get a lot of, uh, blowback from all of my friends and, and, and and the crazy part is Twitter is Twitter is like, Oh yeah. It's the worst place because everything's kind of ruined for you beforehand because uh, they're like, Oh, well this, 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 and there's spoilers. Yeah. Spoilers. So um, it's an interesting because as I, as I've grown as a filmmaker um, and a director, I rarely get chances to really, really watch movies because you, as you know, um, the, the, all three of my films, I wrote all three of them and I've been always the type of person that, you know, I just, I'm, I want to be creative and it's just so much in the creative mind that you just don't get a chance to like really sit down and be like, you know what? I actually want to sit down and watch that film, but I do have a couple of them that I did see that I would love to actually watch. Um, definitely the Spider-Man um, Far F- No Way Home. No Way Home. Yeah. I'm just interested about that one. Mm-hmm. That one. And uh, probably the Matrix and uh, the new Jurassic World, whenever that comes out. Yeah, so the, those are the ones that you know, like it's it's like those are ones. Yeah, you're definitely gonna want to see, even though I haven't seen a couple of the ones before. Mm-hmm. But um, that and then the other thing I do a lot more is TV shows, which I'm actually writing. I wrote a TV pilot that I'm doing to um some of the major platforms like Netflix, Hulu, and um cool. Amazon Studios and stuff. Let us just, let us know. We'll bring bring you on to, to talk talk about it. <laughs> and I'm trying. That's the that's the hardest thing, man. It's 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 so crazy pitching a uh, pitching a story is it's easy, but it's hard at the same time because you got to impress one person. Mm-hmm. Impress that one person. You got to impress the whole gang of people. Because I remember a short little story when we were pitching the uh, film to um to Hulu. Hulu, everyone at Hulu, this lady was loving this stuff. She was like, oh my gosh, this is great. I love Iron Temple. So it was just about getting to the next level and com- convincing the board of directors, like, all right, guys, this is a great film. This is this. And, you know, it's just it's just a whole process. And I think that process, it's a great fun. It's a fun process, but it's nerve wracking. It's definitely nerve wracking. So I bet. bet. Yeah. T- t- TV shows the uh, uh, re- reviewing, reviewing those, like, because we watch so much content for work work uh the one one thing and for a lot of it you know i gotta 
dig into the the filmmakers an actor a- actress and i found my myself kind of losing the the ability to to enjoy a lot of things because i was always so concerned about other as- aspects of it all except for one genre not k- kidding anime has has become my sole source of joy left in this world because <laughs> it's it's the only one where i don't know the the actors and and uh people that make the stuff as much so mm-hmm. um but yeah uh it's it's interesting to hear a, a creative that you know is able to um separate them themselves from from that medium and i, I can kind of i can kind of get it uh almost where uh, like you said, taking flat flat from friends, may, maybe even worry about like outside uh, uh, interference with the creative process. It, I can see, as, especially the way everything hits us today, digital technology and stuff. So it's very yeah. very interesting. No, yeah, it is. It's it's again, and 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 the cool thing is like what I love about even today. Um, you probably, I mean, I'm not sure you'll hear a lot of creators or or directors and writers producers say this, but. What I love about the digital age is just like you said, the accessibility, and it's so easy to do things now. Because if you think about it, you you have everyone has one of these, you know, a mm-hmm. and a phone is literally a camera, so you yep. can do anything you want. I remember for some of the shoots that I had with the Power of Movement, I didn't have I didn't have all the camera. I was like, no, let me just break out my camera and just start filming. But I didn't have my camera with me, so I just did my phone, and and you have you literally have a piece of equipment there to, to get what you need. Like you can literally boom and that's it. You're there. Yeah, it, it is a, it's a great, great tool. And, and additionally with the uh, streaming services, Christine and I have been able, we're both docu- documentary nerds our, ourselves and the streaming services have allowed filmmakers to get more stories out there without having to go through the big studio doors because yeah, sure. Every big studio had its, you know, little box searchlight or, you know, a, a smaller uh, sub studio to, to help those out. But you still were dealing with old, old Hollywood and now you got these streaming services to to help help out with that. Well, man, Iron Tent Temple was a great watch. Uh, T- Tony Torres's story is fun. Uh, uh, Nat- Natalie, right? The um, the uh, com- competitor and your, yes. your friend uh very uh very fun i like the fact that they found found ways to uh continue their their journey through the uh pandemic using the uh digital apps and his uh um spartan body like loot, loot box type deal that that's all really cool cool stuff uh iron temple is av- available for streaming right now voodoo i saw and i thought i saw another one where else? apple tv apple tv YouTube. Yeah, whole it's a whole it's a whole bunch of digital platforms right now, and then later on it gets to the SVOD stuff. So, you know, outstanding. Well, we have to pay the bills with an ad from our sponsors, uh, Aaron. But it has been a pleasure having you, you, and uh, anytime, man. Just you know, gig connected us, and you know, you got my email, and and yeah, you got another project. I'm I'm interested to hear it. Oh, definitely, definitely. Uh, thank you, thank you both for for this opportunity. I'm I'm loving all of this. I love. It. Uh, <laughs> Thanks. I'm glad Thanks you had me. fun. Yeah. All right, guys. We'll take a word from our sponsors. And uh, Aaron, you have a great great day, bud. All right. You too. Grow Generation, where the pros go to grow. For all of your cultivation needs, Grow Generation has the right products, service, and staff to make your grow successful. Go to www.growgeneration.com, where the pros go to grow. 
All right. Thanks so much, Aaron, for that awesome uh, guest segment. That was like our first guest segment. It kind of sucks that he had to follow me ranting and yelling at someone. And the mic is all over here. Oh, okay. Because the way you were turned, you're good. Okay, then. <laughs> you're you're fine, fine, babe. Um, yeah, guys, that that was uh, that was a lot of lot of fun. Um, I guess we could kind of go go back to what we were ta- talking about, Ghost Ghostbusters af- Afterlife. Uh, oh, excuse me. Um, going th- through a lot a lot of these, and and Brian mentioned a cu- couple more. I I didn't get to go go in, but almost every one that you see rotten starts t- talking about t- uh uh n- nostalgia or uh stuff about um uh twenty six twenty sixteen, and what's funny is a a lot of people that even do positive things will do the same same thing talk about how good uh afterlife is because it's it's not uh 2016 um easter eggs it's cheered for easter eggs complaining about nostalgia uh people are constantly complaining about reitman and uh, the f- fact that Jason is the son of I- Ivan, who did the first movies. I mean, there's been, oh, is this nepotism? My God, yeah, no, no fucking shit it is. It's Hollywood, people. Like, look who Nicolas Cage's fucking fa- family is. Francis Ford fa- fucking Coppola? Like, do you know why he calls himself Nick Cage? It's not just because he's a co- comic book fan. He wanted to make sure he didn't, you know, have to, that he could, you know, get somewhere without, oh, your your Coppola's blood? Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Fucking, it's it's nepotism. Look, look at the Stillers. I are are they are they are they even plugged into the into the universe at this point, or are know. you so far up your own ass that you you cannot just get over the fact that the thing that you liked is not liked by by everyone else? And I honestly don't think I'm going to like this movie all that much. Yeah, um, we'll be seeing it uh, Sunday. Next Sunday. Next Sunday, yeah. Um, and it's just, I mean, it sucks, but it's also, like, one of those where, like, for me, where I'm not, like, getting super angry, where it's like, mm-hmm. well, I guess I'm done with this. Like, like a lot of Star Wars projects, I'm definitely not interested in, but I'm not heartbroken about it. I'm not enraged. It's just, there's a lot of content out there. I'll go find something else. Um, get out of my comfort zone, try something new. Look, um, not just 2016 is kicked out. Seeing can't, can't go without me- mentioning it. Keep going. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah. But it, it's just, I don't know. One of those, it's where it's like, yeah, I have the, the first two that I really enjoyed and I guess that's fine. You know, it's some people just get so mad with their, their comments in either direction, whether they, they love it and they, and hate that people hate on it. I just realized I'm throwing you under the bus here. It's okay. Um, and then, you know, also just like where they just hate it and have, sorry, they hate it and they have nothing good to say or, you know, hardly anything good to say. And it's just be like, okay, well, yeah, here's my score. I didn't like it. That's fine. Um, but yeah, like there's articles where, you know, people are just, they get really heated you know, let me let me get, give you guys an example of how you can act, actually hate something with a passion, and still, excuse me, and still actually re- review review it. So, so Nick and I 
are review reviewing the the Eternals and and Spider Man Three, which you guys will be able to find on the uh, LRM Genre Podcast Network uh, later on uh, this this afternoon. When it came came to the Eternals, okay, I didn't unfortunately because of some uh, tr- trouble here at home, we I didn't get we didn't get to fin- finish the mo- movie, and uh, the p- point was is I I was able to clearly judge everything that I saw. I said, look. I didn't care for, for the pay, pacing. I hate going back in t- time. And then while we're back in the present, the past moves forward a th- thousand years. And then we go back to visit the, the past again. But but it's a little bit, you know, closer to the present each time. I said they're always complain, complaining. And, and, and literally the whole first hour is, is people com- complaining. Um, it looks like it's shot really beautiful. I pre- appreciate there's a lot of on on location shots. Uh, the the composition of the film, uh, as far as angles, color palettes, all of that looked fine. The actors are doing what they do, but it's it's just not a good, good script in my my mind because it's boring. The pacing is is bad, and the and the awful awful de- deviant seed creatures. Uh, look like final fantasy characters like final fantasy creatures uh, you know monsters but but they look straight out of the game not like they're in a in a big budget mcu movie movie so on that first hour it's like a d plus maybe c minus movie and if it held that same thing going forward i'd probably say the same thing you got great composition uh, visually some of the music was annoying. Some of it was okay. Uh, and, you know, I just gave you guys a f- fucking re- review. Uh, and then Spider-Man 3. Here's here's a way to do hate. I fucking ha- hated Spider-Man 3. I cut it up on 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 the the other show. Yes, you did. I literally say it's an awful story and aw- with awful CGI and filled with hor- horrible cringe. And I rant and I rave. But then I've got a whole b- bunch of other notes where I'm literally breaking down why some of this C- CGI looks bad. I talk about uh, when uh, uh, Parker's putting the poles through the uh, ground. There's a scene where he slam- slams two in and it looks like the face is like two feet off, off the, the body. Um, the uh, uh, lack of uh, the uh, Butler's story arc. And he just all of a sudden delivers these lines that don't feed off of crap from the previous mo- movies because they wasted him. I talk about uh, the go- goblin tech. They do all this fancy s- stuff. Like, I can go through all these d- different things, how the uh, cringy moments in, in the th- theater when Tobey Maguire is... I can go through and give you guys legit reasons why I, I don't like like them and why something doesn't hold up. And I can do, do all of that without saying... Tom Holland, the Spider-Man I happen to to like most, without mentioning his fucking movies. Yeah. Yeah, we're just... You talk about this subject. Stay on topic um, as much as you can. um, Unless there's something to compare. And for the 2016 Ghostbusters, I can't think of anything that would... You know, because I haven't seen anything from the comments where it's like, oh, well, I saw this and this one and then this and this one. So it's like... I don't know why y'all keep bringing it up. Just let this be its own thing. Compare it to what is canon. You know, so. This this guy says that it's, um, uh, already got to mention 20, 2016 right there. This, this guy, 
uh, from entertain from Entertainment Weekly, his his review. Um, what was his ta- tagline on, on it? Intentional or not, Ghostbusters Afterlife is a stark reminder of how much of m- modern American culture consists of excavating the ruins of past glories. Well, here's the problem, and I I actually agree agree with that to a degree. Uh, but here's the problem: that makes m- money. That's what makes m- money, guys. I I can't. Uh, yeah, I don't know why we're still wearing. I, yeah, I wearing don't know, but it's like I have this hair that I wants know, to right, come down right? and uh, keep touching my face. We are, we we are in a in a. There are av- avenues for for stories. We just got talking to to Aaron about about how great it is to see uh, technology be able to uh, allow us um, to uh, see smaller mo- movies, uh, smaller projects from from indie uh, indie uh, uh, studios or projects what whatnot. If your story doesn't make it uh, a bit broad enough appeal, there there are platforms out out there, cost effect cost effective for both the the creators and the the fucking you know uh, distributors slash slash studio and the audience because that's guys you got to get it, get it through through your mind. If you're gonna make make money, you got to do that by appealing to the to the broad broadest audience. I mean, why do you think? Hollywood is putting so many Chinese actors and actresses and Chinese settings and getting Chinese financial backing and catering their movies to Chinese audiences out of Hollywood. Why? Well, they're actually paying to go see, see movies in the fucking theater. And so, yeah, we're going to lose influence to them. And I'm not and before anyone's like, oh, you don't want China. I tr- trust me. There's more Asian media, non-anime in the, this house than the overwhelming majority of people uh, out there that aren't necessarily uh, uh, a- Asian. We, she's watching Korean and chi- Chinese dramas on like four different apps. Uh, the amount of of music that that we l- listen to. Uh, Classic Hong Kong, you know, the uh, movies, traditional uh, uh, Japanese and, and Chinese martial arts films, leading up into to to modern modern stuff. Yeah, good guys, I I love that. But how many of you out there have have that in your your house? Uh, what about the, these these yeah, guys on, on here? Yeah, c- complaining about um, America and its past fucking glories. How much foreign shit do, do you have out of uh, Scandinavia or Central Europe? It's something that that it it compares to because I think some people just kind of don't get what they're saying. It was House Hunters International, an episode from a long time ago. I was watching on TV as a kid, and this American couple were trying to buy a house um, on this island, and they're just like, "Oh yeah, the beaches and the the palm trees." You just don't get that in America. And I'm like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> We don't have islands. We don't have beaches. We don't have palm trees and stuff. Well, it's not a it, beach like yeah. twenty minutes uh, that that way. <laughs> yeah, like for us, it's like we we have so much to offer. One of the most famous yeah. beaches. You don't have to. You don't have to live here if you don't want to. That's fine. Mm-hmm. But maybe word it a little differently with with that aspect. But it, it kind of feels like that where it's like people just want to trash on um, american culture america and it's just like that's unnecessary 
Yeah. There's things to track trash. I mean, like I yeah. said, we we can talk. I am. It's, it ang- is not all sunshine and rainbows. Yeah. We know that. And I'm ang- angry about all the n- nostalgia stuff. I mm-hmm. I agree a hundred percent. But like I said, it's what gives money. It's it's what makes my money. Like guys, I I w- I, I wish he grown grown ups didn't want to watch twelve twelve year old Ghostbusters, but they do do, and that's okay. I'm ho- hoping my son really enjoys the film, and I'm hoping that his en- enjoyment and just en- enough o- OG style is is enough that I can watch the film and not hate it, right? Mm, mm-hmm. Or w- watch it, and because he enjo- enjoys it, and there's a couple good good parts for me that I I will like it. Kind of like how my my dad doesn't really care for G- Ghostbusters too as much, but he'll watch it with me a- anytime, right? Yeah. But he loves the first one. Because it's got a good, good oral, oral sex, uh, ghost, ghost oral sex jo- joke, and one good uh, d- dick joke, and then everything else is in innuendo and clever. Gate gatekeeper and key master, mm-hmm. the gate, little kids, the key. I mean, yeah, c- come on, kids people. are gonna pick we, that up. We didn't get that when we first saw it at eight, nine year, years old. But then a little old, you're like, wait yeah. But by a twelve, minute. you're like, wait, <laughs> I know what Ray is get, getting. Something that every twelve year old boy so desperately wanted to, to you know, you know, well, not from a ghost, but you know, you're those things start appearing, and then as I grew up. It's like yeah, I can still enjoy the the real Ghostbusters cartoon and and Ghostbusters too, but I would like to see another Ghostbusters movie with one <laughs> o- o- overt sex joke joke and then one o- overt uh male genitalia joke. Like that's a good good ba- balance. The 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 um. V- vaginal air j- joke from uh uh. 2016 followed followed by slime getting in every crevice like it was all just two types of comedy uh bathroom room and then slapstick mm-hmm. and it was just atro- atrocious uh well wow i just re- reviewed part of 2016 Go- ghostbusters Mm-hmm. Uh, all by all by itself, while comparing to other Ghostbusters movies, but not because one didn't get get made or or not, but how they compare in tone to to the original two to one, twenty sixteen to one. Now that that you could absolutely do because I haven't seen Afterlife, I can't can't re- review it. But you know it to to go on your merry way complain, complaining that. 2016 was a ignored or taken out of canon. I don't know how, how to understand or use use the word canon. Uh, I I just got guys. I you you sound stupid. And I got a I got a I got a, a stutter and a brain injury. I legit legitimately sound like I don't know what I'm ta- talking about. But. <laughs> I have done all the talking yeah, today. You, yeah, <laughs> you sorry. have. It's all right. It's all right. Something I wanted to add because you had you had mentioned the 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 lady parts stuff that was in the the 2016 movie. It's 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 a different kind where it's kind of like the the humor that they were trying was like grody because I don't I don't want to hear about sweaty you know <laughs> stuff. Yeah. I don't I don't want to hear about you know, from Monday cheese and stuff mm-hmm. like, you know, it's just, it's that kind of thing where it's like, mm-hmm. I don't need to hear that. Like, that's not what I 
ill. No. So it's like, yeah, it's not like anti-women. I just want to make sure because it, yeah. Yeah, I was like, I didn't want to hear this. I want to hear this because, you know, there there are men out there who are just like, oh, lady parts. So oh, no, gross. No, it's no. it's not like that. It's, it's just, just the, it's too, like I said, little, too much bathroom humor. Yeah. And it the, wasn't The level clever. is way too high. And sometimes it's like, yeah, you're oversharing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't need to hear that. Even like, imagine if you heard that like on a, on like a face-to-face with someone, you know, mentioning that. It's like, I didn't need to hear your mm-hmm. your between-the-legs situation. Mm-hmm. Can can you... I don't know you. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. That, that, that's that's the th- thing is, is it was awful in yeah. the way that they d- delivered it and, and the st- style because it just... One one after an, another with no clever, no substance, no no nothing, not mm-hmm. nothing, nothing. And and look, I can r- rail against Ghostbusters two all day too, comparing it to the original. Yeah. And when I this one comes out, you bet, bet your ass I'll be comparing it to the the original. But I'm not gonna set here because oh, guess what? It happens to be a sequel to the original and the first sequel. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys understand, but 2016 is not canon. Suck it. Anyways, Christine, <laughs> I, I kind of like how, uh, I don't know. If I whisper. Don't whisper because I hate that. Like oh, when you get your earbuds, sorry, yeah, you get I was, your earbuds and you're like, ah. I say like I noticed whispering. I didn't stutter as, as much. So oh, okay, yeah, don't whisper because putting, uh, more, if you have earbuds in your ear, it's it, it pipes. does not feel good. No. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, yeah, I know I did a lot of talking today. Maybe it was That's a bit cool. of a, a sand a reverse. Uh, uh, Safety briefing sandwich where it's the the good, the bad, and then the good, something from the army guys. But uh, today it was like something bad followed by something good followed by more more bad. Now, um, when it comes to 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 reviews, there there's times to do it entertaining, and there's times to do it for for real for real. Uh, on podcasts, you'll often see us have fun. And be entertaining, yeah. but give you the legit su- substance. Yeah, to me, it's like it's different when you have someone writing an article mm-hmm. and then someone doing a podcast. Because there are people that I watch on YouTube, and I enjoy the way that they're they're doing it. They're an- you, and you know. it's an entertainment exactly. as well as... Whoops. That was great. I'll deal with it later. You got soda on my You're, sock. I'm sorry. <laughs> Anyways, go ahead. Finish your thought. That was pretty much it. Okay. Well, we'll go go ahead and ra- wrap it up, ladies and gentlemen, so I can clean up the so- soda that I just spilt. Please Bumbles. do. <laughs> I can't believe you you did that, guys. Please check out L- lrmonline.com and johnreverse.com every day for all of your entertainment news needs and, and opinions. We have our YouTube channel, all of our celebrity interviews and things like that go go up on the LRM YouTube channel. So please, if you are not subscribed, we're really close to 5,000 5, subscri- subscribers. I would love to break that by by Christmas. So yeah, if you guys could help us out with that, but please do. Please do. Like I said, all these interviews in, in person, red carpet, uh, there was a blue carpet thing for t- Ted Lasso, or m- maybe it was Apple. Anyways, uh, we're everywhere, and all, all of our podcasts are, are available there. And uh, uh, Genreverse Podcast Network has amazing shows like The Daily Cup of Genre, Animeversal Reviews, the, uh, the, the Cantina, all that good stuff, Breaking Geek Radio. So yeah, check it all out. 
please like, share, subscribe, thumbs up, down, all of that good stuff. Hopefully this show was entertaining for you guys. Uh, social media information down down below. Christine, you got anything else? No, I'm good. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Lucky Land Slots, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.